Hello everyone and welcome into another episode of Home Field Advantage. My name is Wall Highland. We're having a great week, weekend, wherever, however you may be listening to this podcast across our great country or our great land. I'm recording on Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. Five days away from the big birthday for yours truly, so look forward to that. But I'm also looking forward to football season. So, despite the Red Sox being in the thick of a wild card race and summer being my favorite time of the year, I am, in fact, looking forward to the fall. And the reason why I'm looking forward to the football season is because I think this is the most important year in my lifetime as a New England Patriots fan. For the first few years of the post-Brady experience, I actually reveled in the fact that there wasn't a lot of pressure on the Pats, right? That, you know, going into a season, especially the 2021 season with Mac Jones as a rookie was... You know, and anything we can get right now, that's a competitive football team. We'll take it. I just want to see that the that the team is going in a positive direction. And so there wasn't a ton of pressure because even during the Brady years, it was, okay, well, we got to make the AFC championship game at the very least, or this season is a failure. But I believe this year, this coming year, is the most important season for the New England Patriots in my lifetime. In terms of when you go into the season and what is at stake. Because if you go through some of the other pinpointed years. Alright, just think about some of the years of tension throughout the 20 year, 20 plus year Patriot dynasty. And my 25 and 360 days on this earth is that. 2001, you think of a year of tension, wasn't a lot there, a lot of expectations there. Um, They did have a bad season, but it was still only Bill Belichick's second year. If you really want to point to any year, it might be that one. There was probably a lot of pressure on Belichick in 2001 to turn the team around in his second year. So maybe that second place. 2003... There was a lot of pressure, especially as they started out with a poor record, but then they ended up winning 21 games in in a row, including a Super Bowl, and then winning another one the year after in 04. 2009, there might have been a lot of pressure when Brady came back, but I don't think anybody thought that if they had a bad season that everything was over. Maybe people did. I didn't. As a young Patriots fan, I knew as long as number 12 was in the huddle that Patriots would have a chance to win. But what makes this year different, 2023, is that we don't have number 12 in the huddle, obviously. He's not even playing for another NFL team this year. But we also have a situation where fans are beginning to question the direction of the team. 
Because post-Brady, it made sense. Okay, well, there's going to be a couple of years of transition here. Well, they drafted Mac Jones 15th overall. Mac Jones had a good year in 2021. He had a below-average year last year. By his own standards, probably, and certainly by Patriot fan standards for a quarterback. But I still don't think it was as bad as what's being billed, no pun intended, as long as you take into account the horrendous coaching he had, the injuries he had, and the absolute lack of dynamic offensive players on the roster. And we'll get to all this because some of these themes aren't going away. So with this Patriots team, and and look, I will do a full Patriots preview again uh, in a few weeks, but I I did want to address this before a training camp got underway because there's a lot of questions that we'll learn in the next four weeks at training camp. But for me personally, I look at this season and the biggest question mark surrounds the offense still. And fans, as I mentioned, are beginning to wonder if the team is going in the right direction or not. That's the first time in my lifetime that I can at least remember people questioning whether the team was going in the right direction. Because even post-Brady, they bring in Cam Newton. A lot of people knew that Cam Newton was a bridge quarterback to whoever their next franchise um, slinger was going to be. A lot of people knew that. They took a risk on Cam Newton, but it wasn't a huge risk. They, you know, tied up a lot of money in in options and guarantees and incentives, and they didn't commit a ton of money to him over a long period of time, and they never really extended him. And in fact, he was only the starting quarterback here for a year. And a lot of people knew he was going to be probably a bridge quarterback. So there wasn't a lot of questioning when he was here about is the team going in the right direction? And then they went and drafted a quarterback who had just won national championship in college and was considered a top five quarterback in his class at the very least. And was, I believe, a Heisman Trophy finalist, if I'm not mistaken. And... Then you knew, okay, well, the team, at least we've got our next guy. But now we have Mac Jones. There's a lot of question marks around Mac Jones. A lot of people think he sucks and he's not good. Um, I don't think that. I'm, I will admit I am a Mac Jones guy. I believe in the kid. Not a lot of Patriots fans are willing to be patient with him, especially if you factor in that the offense last year was a clown show. Led by a clown show. But despite what my opinions or anyone else's are about Mac Jones or the offense or the roster. Or the decisions that were made at the quarterback position. There's no questioning that this year is different. Because they've brought in Bill O'Brien to coach the offense and to coordinate the offense. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They made a decision not to commit a lot of money to DeAndre Hopkins. They made decisions not to pursue other free agent wide receivers like Odell Beckham Jr. They made decisions to cut 
tight end Jonu Smith or trade Jonu Smith. Whatever they did with him, I honestly don't remember. So they've made decisions to make changes with their offense. And so it's important to wonder and to understand after you've thought about it and wondered about it, is this team is this team going in the right direction? I don't I do not think they are. And the reason why I don't think they are is because I think then in a loaded AFC despite what you think about the quarterback, you have to have superstars on your roster in this conference. You do. You have to have superstars on your roster in this conference. And I'm not usually, I mean, maybe outside of baseball, you know, where I expect the Red Sox to have superstar players because they're the Red Sox. I don't think there's another team in Boston that, or another sport in, you know, our sphere of life that I think is more important to have stars in your, maybe the NBA, but the Celtics have them, right? Like Jason Tatum is a star, all right? And he's on the roster. But I think you have to have a star on your roster in the NFL these days. It never used to be this way. Um, although that's easy to say when Tom Brady was your quarterback and a, um, a rising boat or rising tide lifts all boats or whatever the, the phrase goes. They had that, right? They had Brady. Brady was their superstar. He elevated everybody else. You have to have a superstar player in this AFC these days. Look around. There's not many teams in this conference that are teetering on the edge of, or uh, that are teetering as much as the Patriots. There's a lot of, there's a lot of teams that are in the middle, but even, even the teams that are in the middle, you know what their direction is. They're either going all in right now, like the New York Jets, and mortgaging their future for a couple of years to Aaron Rodgers. You know, although even the Jets have young players like Sauce Gardner and Garrett Johnson. But you're either doing that or... You're a team like the Bengals that has a ton of young, good players that they've drafted. So there's, there's, a couple, there's a couple ways of looking at it in this AFC. I don't think the Patriots have a direction. I don't think they are going all in right now. That's what they did at the end of Brady's career. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But I also really don't think they're building that strongly for the future because their drafting hasn't been that great. They haven't drafted a good offensive player outside of, you know, Mac Jones and Ramondre Stevenson in a while. I mean, Isaiah Wynn was a huge whiff. Sony Michelle, whiff. Nikhil Harry, whiff. They haven't drafted a good offensive player in a long time. So there's a lot of whiffs on that on that front. Where I think the Patriots do have an edge still is in coaching, right? Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick are good coaches. Gerard Mayo is a good coach. Steve Belichick, yeah, I'm not sure, but he's okay. Joe Judge, if you put him in charge of what he needs to be in charge of, is a good special teams coordinator. They do have good coaching. But... They cannot rely simply on that. 
We talk about this all the time in college football, and I think it's still true in the NFL. Would you rather have really good recruiting and talent or really good scheme? Well, the, the correct answer is both. But if you had to pick, I think a lot of people would pick talent. Because talent will beat scheme. That's not to say talent alone wins in any sport. No, of course you have to have buy-in. But that's the problem with this Patriots team is there's not a lot of buy-in. I don't look around and see a lot of veteran players that are bought in. Like Matt Judon is probably their best player on both sides of the ball. Kyle Duggar, great player. Um, I think Ramondre Stevenson is a solid back. I still think David Andrews is a leader. I think Trent Brown, if he is focused, is a solid top 10 left tackle in the game. But the problem is with this Patriots team is, that, as I said, there's no star. Madrigal might be the closest thing they have to a star. And unless you're a, you know, dyed-in-the-wool NFL fan, you probably don't know Matt Judon. Now, I don't like having stars just for the sake of stars. I mean, I'm not asking for them to go get, uh, you know, a, a Dayless Thomas, right? Like in, they did in 2007, he was a complete bust for this team. I'm not asking for Chad Ochocinco for the sake of having a... a uh, Diva wide receiver. But we need, we need to acknowledge that this Patriots team is in the midst of a really strong conference that doesn't, none of these teams look like they're going anywhere. That's the problem. It used to be, for much of Brady's career with the Patriots, that you had a team every few years that sort of threatened and then died back down, right? It was the Colts forever with Manning. And then when Manning went to the Broncos, it was the Broncos. And then every once in a while, every year, it was the Steelers. And they sort of went, in, went into that vacuum when Manning retired. Big Ben kind of took back that mantle for a few years. But it was really just the two of them. Once in a while, you'd have Joe Flacco's Ravens come in to Foxborough and upset us. And it would be a uh, thorn in their side. But by and large, the AFC was the Patriots Conference um, if none else's, and up until even Brady's last championship in New England was Patrick Mahomes' first, uh, first year. They even beat that Chiefs team on their home turf. So, you know, every once in a while, you had, like, somebody come up and threaten them for a little bit. But for the better part of 15 to 20 years, it was the Patriots Conference until it wasn't. Now, I would still say it's the Chiefs conference until it's not. But you look around, and some of these teams, it's not just two or three teams coming up and threatening the Chiefs every year. It was the Titans. Now it's, you know, the Bills and the, and the Bengals who are right around in that, uh, in that world. You've got the Steelers, who I think are going to be better now. They, they have a direction. They have a future. Um, the Ravens and Lamar, right? They're, they're still a factor. The Dolphins are going to be better if Tua can stay healthy. That offense is really good, and those players are really fast, and they have, still have really good corners. The Chargers have a solid young quarterback in Justin Herbert. They still have talent on offense. They have a young head coach. 
the Broncos, they're going to be around in the picture in, with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and those young receivers. Uh, the, the Raiders with Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo, if they can figure that out, they're going to win games. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they might play spoiler. There's really only a couple teams in this entire conference that you can look at and say, mm, I'm not sure they're going to make the playoffs. And it, it might simply be Houston because they're so young and you know C.J. Stroud is a rookie and everything. It could be Indianapolis for the same reason. But I wouldn't put it past either one of those teams. I, and, and really, there's not a single team in the AFC at all, anywhere, that I would be surprised, maybe Cleveland, if they made the playoffs. Not a single team, because even Cleveland has Deshaun Watson. We'll see what he still has left in the tank. So my point is, from the quarterback perspective, from the offensive perspective, from the direction of the team perspective, there's not a lot of question marks in the AFC, except for the Patriots. Because the Patriots, at their very best, if they put everything together and everyone stays healthy and plays their role, and they get good coaching and a good year out of Mac Jones, I think at best they're 11-6. and six. But I think if things struggle and this roster gets exposed, yes, it's deep, but it's also, while it has good depth, it doesn't really have good breadth, right? Like, there's not a lot of skill groups that are awesome, even though they're, those skill groups are deep in terms of people who can play snaps, but if ever, play a lot of snaps. But if everything goes well, you're looking at 11 and 6. If things go poorly and they get exposed, you might be looking at a five-win team, which will raise significant pressure on what Bombcraft has to do in the offseason next year. So I guess my whole point is, this is the most important Patriots season that we've seen. That's why if I look around at their at their uh, additions, I I wonder, all right, some of their draft picks, Jake Andrews, Keyshawn Butte, uh, you know, Christian Gonzalez, Marte Mupp. I'm probably butchering some of these names. These are all going to be question marks that we learn more about in training camp, and I'll be able to give a better um, a better assessment of what I expect from this team then. But for right now, we're sort of stuck in the NFL purgatory. I don't think they're going to be so bad that they bottom out and tank. I don't think so. I don't think that would happen. I don't think Kraft would let that happen. But I also don't think that there's a playoff spot up for grabs. Because I think about the teams that made the playoffs last year. And I've talked about this with Diesel on the show before. Somebody is going to have to not make the playoffs that made the playoffs last year for the Patriots to get in. And I'm sort of struggling on figuring out who, figuring out who that's going to be. Especially considering Denver and New England and Pittsburgh and all these other teams that were sort of on the outside looking in last year 
are still, it's not like they got worse, right? And the Jets got better. The Jets weren't in last year. They got better. The Dolphins um, barely made the playoffs last year. And, you know, they, they were dealing with injuries at the end of the year. Um, they're going to be better. The Ravens and Browns, excuse me, are probably going to be better. You know, so that doesn't leave a lot of, the Jags are going to be right back in the thick of it. I think the Titans with Hopkins are better. So there's going to be a lot of question marks about who's going to get in. And the Patriots aren't really on the right side of those question marks at the moment. And so this year is going to be extremely important to figure out the direction of the team. Because if things go to hell in a handbasket and they suck and they're like 5-12 and 12 or 4-13, and 13, Pete, there's no way that Mac Jones is the future quarterback here, number one, if he has a bad season. There's, I mean, they're going to have to figure out when they want to commit to him um, in modern quarterback money, and this year we'll have a lot to do with that. Uh, there's also... The situation of the coach. What are Bill Belichick's days looking like here? There's the Shula record to think about. And there's also the the prospects of, if things go really poorly, that they might have to start completely over. Rather than 2021, where they were really just starting over at quarterback, but they still had much of a playoff roster in place. They'd have to... They'd have a lot of cap space for the offseason, but they'd pretty much have to build a roster from the ground up, minus a few players like Christian Barmore, Christian Gonzalez, you know, Josh Uche, and a few others, like Duggar and maybe Bentley. But you'd pretty much have to start over all on both sides of the ball. You know, outside of Cole Strange and... You know, Jake Andrews on offense. I, I, you know, Hunter Henry. It's the last year of his deal, so there's gonna be there's a lot of question marks. I guess is my point. And so we'll talk about it more once we get through training camp. But just as we head into training camp, keep these things on your radar. Keep these things on your radar for sure, because these thoughts aren't going away. Um, they they did sign some of their rookies this this week. I think Keon White and Christian Gonzalez both got signed this week. They also picked up a free agent, um, a free agent linebacker out of Navy, who I actually think is has good upside, uh, Diego Fago, um, yesterday. So they're making some moves. We're getting close to training camp, but keep these things on your mind. You know, they just extended Jawan Bentley a couple weeks ago. Um, they got Jake Andrews on a rookie contract. They are building. So maybe they won't have to build a roster from scratch if things go bad this year. But there's more question marks and there's more pressure and there's more at stake this year than I think is possible at any point throughout my lifetime as a Patriots fan. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Home Field Advantage. Hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't, head back and listen to the Sporty Awards Part 1 and Part 2 in this feed. I thought they were a lot of fun and it is still relevant. Uh, We'll also have another episode of uh, Odd Man Rush out pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. Dees and I will have that ready for you. 
Uh, but until next time, hope you have a great rest of your week.